Hello, 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 hello. Welcome again to Faith Boosters. It's good to see you. It's good to hang out with you every week as we just sit together around the word of God and let it change our lives, our perspective, how we see life and how we experience life. I know that the way you have a testimony of the word of God and how it has worked in your life. And I get to have the honor and privilege to bring it to you, to bring to you things that God has worked in my life and is teaching me and is still working in my life that I desire to see work in the lives of others. And so welcome to Faith Boosters. Let's pray as we get into our time together today. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you because your word is level ground. Your word is opportunity. Your word is advantage. Your word gives us what no one else can give us. Your word gives us hope, even regardless of our circumstances, of what we were born into, where we were raised or whatever was handed us or not handed us lord your word is an inheritance that you have given us thank you for the inheritance of your word surely the lines have fallen to us in pleasant places because of your word and we have a delightful inheritance so thank you and today holy spirit we invite you go ahead and invite him where you are you are the one who inspired and wrote this word. May you open the eyes of our understanding in our hearts that we will see the things that you're saying. May light come where there is darkness. May freedom come where there is bondage. May peace come where there's been strife. May joy come where there's been sadness, Lord. May you quicken our hearts to receive from you what you have for us today. And may we see it come to pass in our lives and testify of it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Wow. I have an, a, a powerful word on my heart today for you, and I'm going to get straight into it. You know, I've been I've been talking about the fact that we are very advantaged, that if you're a child of God, you have an advantage all the time. Now, this took me a while to believe because growing up, um, I, I didn't feel advantaged. Having lost my parents by the time I was 10 years old, both my father and mother had passed. I lived in different homes. They did their best to love me, but I can tell you that I always felt like that outcast. And what was sent it was relatives who, when you would visit or when they would visit, every time I was introduced, it was always pity upon pity. Oh, that's that little child. Oh, you know, so I grew up feeling like I wasn't advantaged. I was to be pitied. I was disadvantaged. They came to school to register orphans, and then they would even register double orphans. They were like levels, you know. Sometimes you can be poor, then the destitute poor, then the orphans, the double orphans, then the, the, the ones who are not too bright in school, then the ones who are in like below, the ones who are not bright in school. So maybe, I don't know what it is for you, but for me, that defined me for so many years. And I always felt like if I can just survive, that's all I wanted in life. I didn't have dreams of thriving. I don't know what. Like every time those thoughts would come to my mind, I would just think that's the devil. Because I can't dream such dreams. I have no right. You know, have you ever felt that way? Like you don't have a right to dream. Like you don't have a right to to to, to desire more. You know, like is it possible that God placed those desires in your heart to frustrate you? All those desires in your heart are in, an invitation to more. And I, I knew a God who was tough, who was disciplinarian. Like otherwise, I thought of fathers, really. The fathers that I had around me were really good providers, etc. And that's why I didn't struggle with God as a provider. But they didn't express their love so much. They didn't necessarily tell you to dream. They just gave you, they told you the responsibility you had in life. And I think that they did the best they knew how with what they had. But for me, think I never I, I knew a God who was who would punish you, who was very strict. And when I read the stories in the old testament, that's what I saw. A God who has to be feared, 
and not fear of just awe, but to be very afraid. I didn't want to encounter him because I didn't know what that would mean. And by the grace of God, when I was in secondary school, I had my first real encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I remember being confused because there was too much love. <laughs> you know it's love. You, you just know it's love because it's so, it's so, it's so much love. But until 2006, when I was in Worship Harvest and we had launched the church and someone came and started teaching us, excuse me, started teaching us, wow, started teaching us from the Andrew Womack, uh, the man of God, Andrew Womack, has something called the Discipleship Evangelism Course. And we started to learn about the love of God. Look, I had been born again, I had been serving for as long as I can remember, like from five years of age. And for me, even from five, I was in church service. I was in the choir. I was serving. I loved God. I read my Bible cover to cover from the age of 14. I was familiar with the scriptures. I could quote them. But I was aware of a, of a God that was, I don't know. I didn't feel advantaged is what I'm saying. I didn't feel like I had an advantage. Even as a Christian, I felt like, man, me, I don't want to go to hell. You know, it wasn't because there was such an advantage to being a Christian. The advantage was to escape hellfire. But on the earth, Christians suffered. I had seen so many poor Christians, suffering Christians, sick, destitute, broke. And I knew that if I can just be a little better than them, then I don't want to ask God for too much. I just want to be able to survive, get something nice, take care of others, one day meet the Lord. <laughs> so when I started to hear about the love of God and the fact that Jesus purchased for us a life equivalent to his that we are kings and priests unto our God, that we are highly favored, that God wants us to experience life in its fullness. That I was so confused. Like, it took me years. I first stopped even reading my Bible because these things were in the scriptures and I had read this same Bible and it's like I couldn't see them. It's like the Bible was veiled to me. And so starting to see what God has done. But I remember the particular thing I struggled with in my life was the idea that I was favored. Okay? That I was favored because... I had seen, I saw evidence of rejection and I felt like a reject. I felt like an extra burden, both to God and to men. I felt like that person who wasn't planned for, but fell in people's plans. Families had to take care of you. I don't know what. So I really never felt like I had an advantage. And I remember starting to meditate on these things about the goodness of God, his love towards me, the fact that he wanted me to experience his favor. It was for me that that was it actually. And then I started to see the scriptures actually and realize every story I saw was a story of God's favor. Today I want to talk about the favor that brings promotion. The favor that brings promotion and the fact that it's available to you and to me. So I started to meditate on a particular verse. Psalm 5 verse 12 and this is what it says. For you O Lord will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. I saw that verse and it's like it just popped off the scriptures for me. And I started to speak it back, speak it back, starting to declare I am favored before I even felt it in my heart. You know the word is true whether you feel it or not. So don't wait for your feelings to catch it. You can make your feelings catch it by you deciding that this is true whether I feel it or not. And that's what I did. I started declaring it that I had favor, that I had favor and the favor started to flow. I started to see it manifest because the word of God is a seed. You plant it, you water it, it must come to pass. It was already a favor. I already had it, but I wasn't aware of it. Philemon, Paul writes to Philemon and says to him that the communication of your faith or the evidence of your faith becomes effectual by you acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. What I love about this verse 
is that it says, you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Now, who is the righteous? The righteous is every child of God. That he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. The righteousness that we've inherited. Did you hear that word, inherited? For many of you, that word means nothing. And it meant nothing to me because I have never got an inheritance. Okay? But, I have, but from human beings. But I got an inheritance from God. One of the first inheritances God gives us is the inheritance of righteousness by grace. By grace, by just God's, God decided through Jesus to make us have a right standing with him. That as long as you are born again, before God, you are perfect. Not because of anything you will ever do. Because he says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, comma, all have sinned and continuously fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace. That we are justified, we are always falling short, we are always being justified. Not because of anything. You can compare yourself to another person and say I'm better than them, but that's not God's standard. God's standard is perfection, and he knows none of us can attain perfection. That's why he brought Jesus, the perfect lamb of God, and made him become the lamb for all of us. He died in our place for us in our place and we exchanged positions he became sin we became the righteousness of god he became poor we became rich <laughs> he became rejected we became favored everything that was put on him every sickness every curse was put on him that we may be blessed beyond the curse and that we may have no sickness reigning in our bodies that jesus became rejected we became sons and daughters he became disinherited we became heirs listen he, he came to take back everything that the enemy had stolen from us and god sustains it by jesus christ not by us because if god sustained salvation by us none of us would make it because the standard is impossible it has to be in our thoughts and in our actions. But we thank God for the indescribable gift of Jesus that through him, you and I become partakers of this scripture. When he says, you, O Lord, will bless the righteous, will bless the righteous, it means you, O Lord, will bless everyone that has confessed Jesus as the Lord and Savior. The righteous is everyone that has confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We have right standing with God. We please him. He says in Romans 5 that through Jesus, we have peace with God and we have access to the Father. Through Jesus, not through our own work. So I need to establish who is the righteous one here. Because otherwise you'll say, oh, the righteous are the people who do good. No, the righteous are those who have believed in the matchless gift of Jesus Christ. They have believed that Jesus became their perfect sacrifice. That they never have to give anything for, the, for God to love them. That we never have to sacrifice anything for God to give us anything. That Jesus, through Jesus, God forgave us all our sins, past, present, and future. And made us sit together with him in the heavenly places. Raised us together with him. Gave us inheritance that cannot be taken away. And then permanently received us into everlasting that we are with God that we we have peace with God we are sons and daughters he became our father we were no longer just under a master he became our father we became his sons and daughters we became the ones who inherit glory hallelujah what a beautiful thing that is the power of the gospel and so he says you O Lord will bless everyone who has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior the righteous and he says how will you bless them this is how God blesses you when God blesses you and he has blessed you in Ephesians 1, Paul writes and says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That we've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are not looking to be blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. But do you know that the evidence of that blessing in your life, one of the biggest evidences of the blessing of God in your life with favor. 
God surrounds you as with a shield. And I want to talk about favor today. And favor, and I want to quicken your heart to desire and receive and activate favor because you already have it, but your faith is what takes hold of what is already yours. And so, what is favor? According to the dictionary definition, favor is an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. When someone does for you what they don't need to do for you, like you don't deserve it, you don't, uh, it's not due to you, it's unusual, you know? Like why would a person that, you, for example, we, my husband and I live in a house that we don't pay for. The people who gave us this house to live in are not our relatives, they are not our congregants, they are not, they, 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 it was just, they did an act of kindness for us that is beyond what is due or usual. We didn't ask for it. They called us and said God had told them to give us their home to live in until we've built our own. That is favor. That is favor. And they, they when they moved out at that time, do you know what they did? <laughs> I won't tell you. Yeah, but they did what we had been doing before. We had been renting. They moved out and started to rent somewhere that we may live. Now you hear that and you're like, why did you accept it? I, 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 I accepted it because that's favor. And the original me would have been like, no, 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 no. That's pride, thinking I'm the one who takes care of myself. Those people are blessed. Of course, now they have something better. But an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual, to feel or show approval or preference for, but I want to tell it to you in the, in, in the Hebrew language, uh, the, the word is roston. It's spelled R-A-T-S-O-N, that favor. It means God stepping into a situation to make a worthwhile difference. I'll repeat it. Favor, according to the scripture, is God stepping into a situation to make a worthwhile difference. Favor is a highway to connect you to your destiny. You know when you're on the highway, you move so fast and so freely. In fact, there you're arrested for driving slowly, not quickly. When you're on the highway, therefore favor becomes a quick route, a shortcut, a speedy way to connect someone to their destiny. They don't need to deserve it. They don't need to have had it in their family line before. When you're connected to favor, you're connected to good and to grace. Now, I want you to, to keep that in mind that when he says that he surrounds the righteous with this thing, the ability for God to step into their situations in a worthwhile way, that God connects us to a a preference, an approval for, a, a kindness beyond what is due or usual. And then he says that he surrounds us. The word surround means to encircle in protection and to crown. That God doesn't just give us favor. He surrounds us with it. In every area of our lives, we are surrounded with the favor of God that makes it, that differentiates us from others. That makes a man who has no qualifications get a job that they're unqualified for. That makes a woman who everyone thinks should not get married, get married to a man of the dreams of young women. That makes a man who has made so many bad decisions in business own the biggest, one of the biggest businesses in the world. That makes a man who has no brilliance or whatever become an author of hundreds of books that are selling. Listen, favor is when you cannot explain why something is happening in someone's life. When because God has stepped in and he has made a difference. And he doesn't just give it to us. He surrounds us with it. How about is to surround? To surround is to encircle in protection. In other words, favor is actually a protector. Because a shield is protection. Favor protects us from the 
or you know like how there can be an economy that, that there's an economic situation i'll tell you for example and this is to show you what's available to you me i used to hear people say these things now they've happened in my life listen in the lockdown when people were talking about running out of money running out of opportunities that was the time i experienced the biggest promotion financially in my life up to that point i had never seen so much money in my life I was so confused. I even felt like, you know, favor gets you to a place where you feel like it's not fair. Yeah. If your life doesn't have a feeling that it's unfair, you've not yet seen the favor of God. And I want you to see it because God has given it. it he surrounds the, the righteous with favor as with a shield. It is a shield that protects you from economic situations that are going on, from even situations. Maybe in your family, everyone's marriage fails. Favor cannot let your marriage fail. Maybe people's children, I don't know, teenagers are difficult. Favor can't allow your children to do that. Favor is a protection. It's a shield. It's something. It's when God steps into a situation and makes a remarkable difference that that and it's available to you because you're the righteous if you're born again this is your inheritance i want you to fight for it listen jesus paid so much he paid with his life that we may have these things so we have to take them we are taking them because they were paid for their hours they are free because someone paid when so when they say this event is free it's not free because it's free it's free because someone else has paid and so jesus paid the price of rejection that we may inherit favor let me show you what is spoken here. I'm going to show you two scriptures and then we're going to show you people in the Bible who experienced favor so that you see pictures of what favor looks like in your life. We'll start with some, uh, 1 Samuel 2.8. This is this one I think is... No, let's, let's go to that one after. Let me start with Psalm 75, verse 6 to 7. I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. Psalm 75, verse 6 to 7 says, This I know. May that be your testimony. This I know. I know this. The favor that brings promotion and power doesn't come from anywhere on earth. For no one exalts a person but God, my goodness, the true judge of all. He alone determines where favor rests. Oh, and he has already told you where it rests. Upon the righteous. <laughs> he anoints one for greatness and brings another one down to his knees. I'll read it again. This I know. The favor that brings promotion. Are you hearing what favor does? Favor brings promotion and power. When you're favored, you have, you're promoted. You just, God promotes you. You get things you don't deserve, positions you don't deserve, um, things you don't deserve, accolades you don't I remember in that lockdown, I received three ovens without asking anyone. People were just sending me brand new big ovens and I just started a business and people didn't even know. Three ovens, I had to start giving things away where you start getting stuff you don't need. We had people who did a class with us and they paid for the class. Then they decided they wanted to gift us. I found an extra fridge in my house, had to give away the other one. It's like, Favor does that. People start giving you clothes, giving you cars, giving you stuff. You and let me tell you, people who are, who have arrived at that, who 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 start to manifest that in their life, God knows that those things are not what define you. They don't define you, but he, they come. The favor which brings promotion starts to attract resources, starts to attract promotions. He says, favor that brings favor brings favor brings something into your life. It brings promotion. It brings power. 
and it doesn't come from anywhere on earth. Some of you think that for you to make it in life, you need a connection with a man or a woman. You think that you need to have been born into a certain family. You think that you needed to have been born into a certain country. Some of you are trying to escape your own nation, thinking that promotion comes from going to another country. No, sweetheart. Some of you think that the favor which brings promotion is about that promotion comes from how much you've achieved academically. So you think you're disadvantaged because you don't have academic success. Some of you think that it's about where you were born, the family you were born into, the part of the nation that you were born into. Let me tell you something. Favor is a differentiator. It has nothing to do with where you are born, the skin color that you have, your education level, your capacity intellectually, how you speak, what you look like, where nothing, the favor which brings promotion and power comes from God. And it comes from God. It doesn't it actually says, does it come from anywhere on earth? It's not about, I don't know, um, your beauty or what the world has defined as beauty or the lack thereof, who you've married or not married, how many children you have or not. You're not disadvantaged. You're already, if you are the righteous, if you are a child of God, you are advantaged. Why? You're already under the favor that surrounds you as a shield. The favor which brings promotion and power does not come from anywhere on earth. For no one exalts a person but God. That has to sink in your heart. Because if you think that it's other people who exalt a person, you will think you're disadvantaged if you don't have those people. And if you have them, you will exalt them beyond their own measure that they have. In fact, I'll read for you a scripture that one time the Holy Spirit showed me years ago when my eyes would be on men for things I would think if this person leaves me as a, as, as a pastor, ah, I'm finished. Let me tell you, those people left, God brought better ones and I cannot be finished. There is no one, no matter how much you, you do in the ministry, I know that even me, myself, I'm replaceable. It is an honor for me to be able to do what I do. But when I think that I can, that I, I am the one who is an advantage to someone. No, 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 no. God is our advantage. Your greatest advantage in life is God. He is the one who brings promotion. Listen, those of us who put our trust in men. Jeremiah 17 from verse 5 says this. Listen carefully. Cast is the man who trusts in man. Oh, oh. <laughs> cast is the cast. A cast is the opposite of favor. When things are not working for you, you work hard, nothing works. You get the degrees, you don't get a job. You try to, you get married, the marriage is just difficult. Say, far from me. Eh, far from me. Cast is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. In other words, if your heart is on men, it has left God. When you think that it is men who promote, that it is men who give you power, then you have departed from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, this man who trusts in man and shall not see good when good comes. Aye. Meaning good comes, but you don't even see it because your eyes are on men. But shall inhabit the patched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. I refuse to participate. And then he says in verse 7, this is for you. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. Not is in the Lord. No, his hope, God is my hope. He's, the, he's my expectation of good. Whose hope is the Lord? For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Hallelujah. Say, that's my story. Which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when it comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. That sounds like the life of a favored person. That it doesn't matter where you put me in the world, I will thrive. Why? I have God. God is with me everywhere. He's not limited by where I am in the world, my age, my status in society. 
what I have or don't have, it doesn't really matter. I am advantaged all the time. Why? I have the greatest advantage in the world and that is God. Who is the one who brings the favor that brings promotion? And he has already said who that favor rests upon. It rests upon the righteous. You will bless the righteous. So Lord, with favor, you'll surround him as with a shield. And the man who wrote that psalm is a man who experienced the favor of God as we are going to look at together today. But I want this to sink in your heart that you should know. I want you to be among those who say, I know that the favor which brings promotion does not come from anywhere on the earth. It doesn't come from anywhere on the earth apart from no one exalts a person but God. The true judge of all, he alone determines where favor rests. God alone determines where favor rests. And let me tell you, you don't have to wonder, huh, oh, but now am I among those who God has decided to favor? Yes, you are among them if you are born again because if you're a believer, you are a child of God, it means that you already have favor resting upon your life. But you have to acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus so that it can become activated because faith receives what grace has given. God in his grace has given and bestowed favor upon you. The thing that differentiates you in a crowd. Now, some of you have rejected favor. Favor. I was like you. I was so used to rejection that when favor came, I felt like by me being lifted, it means that someone else is going to feel bad. That is pride. God is abundant. That favor is available for everyone. We can all be favored. Yes, we can all be favored as children of God. It will just look different in our lives. And so you can celebrate with others as they are favored. And even you talk about what God has done in your life without feeling like you're being proud or that you're making someone feel bad. Your success shouldn't make others feel bad. If they just join Jesus Christ on the journey, they are also favored. Their success is near. Everyone's story is different. So you have to learn to accept God to favor you. When you go to places and you're asked to, you stand out. It's okay. Unless God, there are times God is going to tell you, no, you'll be offered a seat at the front and he'll tell you sit at the back. That's different. Because even then he's doing something in your life. But when, when people decide to gift you, you, you start to be how I've learned to say thank you. I would just be there feeling bad. I don't need all these things. Now other people need this stuff. God, God has decided, when God has decided to put his favor on you, you become differentiated. So it is God alone who determines where favor rests. And he has already told us where it rests, with the righteous. With the righteous. Those that have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Look at 1 Samuel 2.8. The woman Hannah has prayed to God and asked for a child. And once she finishes praying, and she hears from the prophet Eli who says, may God answer your prayer. She starts to declare and praise God. And in verse 8, she says something amazing about favor. Listen, she says, he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the world upon them. God is in charge of this world. And he chooses who to exalt. Look, I'll read it again so that you hear what favor does. Because we already saw that favor brings promotion and power. And that's available for every child of God because it is for the righteous. So you're not excluded. You're not like, ah, I wonder when God will favor me. You are favored. Acknowledge it. Expect it. Walk in it. Anticipate it. It doesn't matter whether there is drought. The Bible showed you here in Jeremiah 17 that the person who trusts in the Lord will not fear when when, when heat comes, because their leaf will be green. doesn't matter if the financial state of the whole world is upside down. Yours does not depend on that. Yours depends on God, and God does not adjust to the financial state. The financial state adjusts to him. Because in heaven, I can tell you, there's no inflation. Yeah, things are not tight. That's not my story. That's not your story. We are wealthy, and our wealth is from God. And so he raises the poor 
He raises the poor from the dust. See what favor does? It gets a poor person and raises them. Favor raises. Favor raises. Lifts. And then it lifts. He says he raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the beggar from the ash heap. Oh my goodness. I want you to picture a beggar. A beggar. You've seen a beggar in your lifetime. Think of that beggar. The one you, you remember who was like the, the worst one you've ever seen. That beggar. When God lifts the beggar from that ash heap. He lifts. He doesn't just make them normal and fit in when he lifts. Favor, when favor lifts, it, it, it differentiates you. He lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them, not to put them, to set permanently, set them among princes. Can you imagine a beggar among princes? Do you think the princes accept the beggar? No, God puts them there and the princes can do nothing about it. When God has said it to elevate you, the princes have to accept you. Because they have nothing to do. Your progress is so crazy that they have to, to acknowledge you and, and you're set among them. And he makes them to inherit the throne of glory. Listen to what favor does. It raises, it lifts, it sets you among princes, it makes you to inherit. I'll repeat it. On top of the fact that it brings power and it brings promotion. Favor raises, favor lifts Favor sets you in places and favor makes you inherit things you did not deserve to inherit. That is the thing that you have received as the righteous. He has set it over you as a shield around you in every area. Not in one area, every area. Listen, every area of my life, I have favor. I experience it. You have favor. You experience it. That is who you are. Favor makes you to walk into an office and your CV is placed above the others and finding yourself with four job offers and you don't know which one to choose why people are saying they are struggling with unemployment. Favor is a lifter. Favor is a raiser. Favor sets you. Favor makes you inherit. That is the thing that is available to every child of God. I want us to look at some stories of people in the Bible who experienced favor. We shall start with one of my favorite ones. Because I want you to see what favor is going to do in your life. First Samuel chapter 16. God has rejected Saul as king. The thing with favor is that it's unfair. For you to be lifted, another one has to be put down. So you don't put yourself in the place of God. So, chapter 16. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil. And go, I am sending you to Jetsay, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. Wait a minute. Do you see anywhere in this scripture that David had been praying to become king? He didn't even know what was going on. He was busy being a good shepherd of his father's sheep. Meanwhile, God was plotting because of favor to turn this person's story around. Not that they desired it. Nay, nowhere do we see that David desired to be king, prayed to be king. Asked to be king. Listen, favor, you don't have to even ask for the things. You don't have to even ask for the things. God is plotting greatness for you. From the day you were, before you were formed in your mother's womb, God was plotting greatness for you. Through Jesus Christ, he took care of the greatness of all his sons and daughters. God did not create anyone to be inferior. And you don't have to be desiring it for God to do it. Some of you are like, I don't really have those desires. That's okay, David didn't. But God was plotting. And Samuel said, God goes to people and starts telling them to do stuff for you. Samuel says, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. In other words, he's putting another person's life in danger for you on your behalf. But the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, 
I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I'll show you what you should do. You shall anoint for me the one I named to you. You guys, you hear favor. When God is like, you will anoint the one I name. Not you will anoint the one you want. Because we see in this story, if you go and read it, that actually Samuel almost anointed like, like three different people. Because he was like, this one is good looking. This one is pretty tall. This one looks like a king. And God would say, no, that's not the one I have chosen. God is clear. You will anoint for me the one I named to you. And, and that is me, that is you. There is something, there are things God has already prepared for you and I. But understand, David wasn't God's first choice. First choice of God was Saul. But God needed a king over Israel and Saul had misbehaved. And you know what? God found another guy and favor chose him. The favor of God chose him. The favor of God is choosing you. Yes. And let me tell you, if you believe these things, they will work. Because that's what faith is. Faith is believing. If you don't believe them, there will be nice scriptures in the Bible because the truth you receive sets you free. And I want you to know that you are not disadvantaged. Even though you look, David looked like he was disadvantaged. If you read the whole story, Samuel did what the Lord said, went to Bethlehem. The elders of the time trembled at his coming. Do you come in peace, etc. And then it starts to happen. When they came, verse 6, he looked at Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before me. <laughs> He looked at the guy and the Lord said to Samuel, don't look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him for the Lord does not see as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. It's not about how you look. It's not about what you have, how you look in your, on your CV, how you look in your, uh, I don't know, background, how you look in the business world, how you look in your capital base. It's not about that. But God, if he has placed his hand upon you, has placed his hand upon you. And though, so they bring the people, Abinadab made him pass. God says, I've not chosen, I've not chosen. And in verse 11, Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? And then Jesse said, there remains yet the youngest. He's there keeping the sheep. In other words, yeah, yeah, the guy who we all know cannot become king is the one who is not here. I'm not even going to bother calling him. Listen, even though they all forget you, favor picks you out. Through God, God is speaking to people right now in different places, making them build you houses, making them elevate you, making them promote you, making them plot to find a way to give you greatest, making them make sure your deal, your, your, your bid is the one which comes on top, making sure. But do you believe it? Do you confess it? Because your confession and your belief starts to activate things in your life. And the Lord uh, and, and Samuel said, send and bring him for we will not sit down until he comes. So he sent and brought him. And he came, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. And Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the midst of his brothers. That's a thing with favor. It's not private. God does things that everyone can see. Hmm? And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Listen, the favor of God differentiated David from his brothers. If you want favor, but you also want to stay looking like your people, you're in trouble. Favor is going to make you stand out. A shepherd forgotten by even his parents became a king with no background of kings in his family. Favor makes sure that things in your life happen that have never happened in your, in your family line before. So stop looking at your family lineage to, this, to see what will become of you. No, look to God. Look to the scriptures. David became a king, yet in his entire lineage, they were only shepherds. But favor elevated remember it promotes it gives power it lifts it sets among princes it raises up and it makes you to inherit things in glory that's what favor does joseph joseph is a foreigner rejected by his family he 
He first becomes, and I want to tell you something about favor. It shall come to pass in your life, period. In the beginning, it can look like you're disadvantaged. You look at Joseph. He first ends up sold into slavery. He tries to do the right thing. He ends up in jail. But when he has hit rock bottom, even in jail, the Bible says, God blessed the jail for the sake of Joseph. <laughs> that even at your worst, if you look around, you will see that there is favor as a child of God. But you see Joseph eventually becomes a prime minister in a foreign land. Guys, come on. Up until this point, it had never happened that you can be a prime minister in a foreign land. You are from another country and you come and become a prime minister? It's like electing you president when you are a Ugandan. They make you president of another country. How? That's favor. It's, it doesn't make any sense. You look at Stephanie, and, and that's what must start happening in your life. I declare that it's going to start happening in your life if it hasn't been happening. Where you cannot explain your success. That's what I desire. I do not want success that I can explain. That, that makes me no different from people who don't know God. Favor brings things into your life that you cannot explain. You can't. They ask you how. I don't know. I also don't know. I did nothing to deserve this. I did nothing. It's Favor in, is an extension of the grace of God upon our lives. Favor is a display of the love and benevolence of God. It's just God showing off and saying, I'm extravagant. Look, I've decided to pour my extravagance on these people, my children. I've decided to pour my favor upon them. You look at, at Esther, an orphan Jewish girl becomes a queen in a nation that is not for them as Jews. In fact, they are hunting them down eventually and she becomes a deliverer of her people. You come from being an orphan girl to being a queen and from just being a queen to a deliverer of your people. But then there is a woman called Ruth. Ruth is a Moabitess. You need to know the story of the Moabites. It begins with Lot. And I want to speak to someone here. The circumstances of your birth, maybe you were not just born out of wedlock. Maybe you were born out of rape. I don't know, or incest or whatever. Maybe there's a thing that has defined your life all your life. Maybe your father was a thief or a murderer or whatever it is. Listen, the Moabites could not even interact with Jews. Why? Moabites came out of Lot and the daughters of Lot sleeping with their father. Incest. They made him drunk, slept with him because there were no men around them. And then they had children and those children became Moabites. One of, the, one of them, you know, had a tribe of Moabites. And they were like an outcast tribe in Israel because it was an abomination. Incest was an abomination. But this woman, when she finds her mother-in-law in captivity, marries the son of her mother-in-law who dies. It looks like she's disadvantaged. She's a Moabitess. Now she is a, a widow at a very young age and she ties herself on Ruth. I mean on Naomi. And Naomi is going back home when she gets there. She ends up being received as a wife to Boaz, who was a very wealthy man and a relative of Naomi. And guess what? It doesn't end there. The favor of God promotes Ruth, a Moabitess who was an outcast, to become the great-grandmother of our Lord Jesus Christ when he's adopted into a family on the earth. You think God didn't know what he was doing? All those things are there to show us that it's not about where you were born. The Bible says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, Jeremiah 1.5, I knew you. And then, and he says, before you were born, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. In other words, God has something for you and I. Favor is, 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 is a differentiator. Favor is, it just works in the lives of those that receive it. And I want you to receive favor. Why? It is a shield for the righteous. It protects you when things, when, you're, when your family situation is not favorable, favor makes you stand out. When your, um, your business acumen, maybe you're a business person, but you don't feel like 
you are a serious business, you can't speak the language very well. You should learn more. But what I want to say to you is that it's not your learning that is going to promote you. The scripture is very clear. The favor that brings promotion doesn't come from anywhere on earth, but from God. And it's available. It is also the same favor that surrounds the righteous as a shield. And God wants us to believe him for favor. He wants us to start to start expecting favor, to start anticipating favor, to acknowledge it, to recognize it when it comes in our lives, that we may be sons of light who show forth the glory of our Father. It's available to you. I want to read it for you again. This I know, the favor that brings promotion and power doesn't come from anywhere on earth. For no one exalts a person but God the true judge of all. He alone determines where favor rests and he has told us where it rests. That favor, he surrounds the righteous with favor as with a shield. That's what God does when he has blessed you. He surrounds you with favor as with a shield. Favor is part of the blessing. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And I'm speaking to those of you who have felt disadvantaged or who wonder if you're favored or not or who think favor is for a chosen few yet you're a child of God or who when you look at your circumstances, you're like, huh, I don't know. I'm going to need a miracle. Yes, you already have it. Favor is working in your life. Start declaring it, expecting it, anticipating it, enjoying it and walking in it because it's not for a chosen few. It is for every child of God to experience the favor that brings promotion. It, it, and especially when it looks like you're not promoted. When you look at, at Ruth, she looked like she was disadvantaged. When you look at Joseph, but Joseph says to his brothers when he finally gets to know them that you know what you intended for evil, God intended for good. God intended for good. When you know this, you're the one who's going to stand and say, I know that all things work together for good. I don't know what you're going through right now, what you're waiting on God for right now. But I want you to get confident in your spirit to know that it's working for my good. It is impossible for this thing not to work for my good because it is written over and over and over that everything works together for good. For those that love the Lord. That even when we are fighting, we've already won. We are fighting a one battle. We've already won, but it's just that the manifestation of the winning sometimes shows up a few weeks later or a few years later. But you can be excited knowing that you cannot be at a disadvantage. When you believe that you're favored, you will believe that you can never be disadvantaged. You're not deceiving yourself. You're not trying to encourage yourself. You're not trying to pretend. But you know that this is true because according to the scriptures, the favor that brings promotion and power surrounds us as a shield. The favor that lifts the favor that raises, the favor that sets us among princes and gives us an inheritance surrounds us as a shield. It surrounds the righteous as a shield. It's a protector. It's, it, is a, it is a guard from the forces of the enemy that when the enemy tries to bring poverty upon you, favor surrounds you as a shield. It bounces the stuff off and instead you get promotion. Let me tell you, the favor that brings inheritance, that brings power, that brings promotion, that brings lifting, that brings raising, that brings all these good things, setting you among places where you could otherwise not be accepted. Maybe your boss has refused to accept you. Let me tell you, God will make them accept you because he will do so much in your life that they have no option but to accept you. I ever had those who you you have to allow that there's something on this person's life that is you that is me that is my story and your story so i want you to become a person who expects favor who confesses it who acknowledges it and especially when you look you're like you're at a, a disadvantage that's when you must dig in and remember your inheritance and take it i'm talking about the fact that the devil wakes up every waking day he's stealing he never takes a break he's trying to steal from us and so we shouldn't take a break from faith and from believing God for good. That I will end with this verse in James. In the book of James, it has just come to my spirit and I believe it's for someone here. The book of James. Someone, you need to take the word of God seriously. 
You need to stop questioning and saying, but I've believed these things before and they've not come to pass. No, 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 no. If faith is mixed with patience. Actually, now you've made me even think of another scripture. Let me do Hebrews, then I'll do James. Hebrews 6, 12 says this from verse 11. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I'm going to read it again. 6, 11, and 12 Hebrews. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Those are the twins that help you inherit the promises. Faith and patience. Believing that God is for you and not against you. That his favor is upon your life. That he's lifting you. He's raising you. He's promoting you. He's empowering you. He's giving you an inheritance. He's setting you among in places where you don't deserve to be. I've sat in places and wondered, why am I here? I look around and people are so big and qualified. And I'm sort of like, I feel like a fluke. That's favor. You wonder, how am I here? What did I do to deserve this? Nothing. You're the righteous. Jesus did it for you to deserve it. Jesus did it for you. So let's look at James. And then we'll close. James 1, 16 and 17. Listen. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. In other words, you can be the beloved of God and you're deceived. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. What is he about to tell you that you shouldn't be deceived about? Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Do not let your circumstances deceive you. Do not let some people in your life who seem significant to deceive you. Do not let your condition right now to deceive you. Do not let a report deceive you. Do not let the disadvantage, the temporary disadvantage you're facing deceive you, my beloved brethren. Every good, not some, verse 17, every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. In other words, if it is not good, it is not from God. If it is not perfect, it is not from God. Knowing this will make you reject the things that the devil is trying to attach to you, making you think that you deserve them because of something you did. No, you deserve favor because of what Jesus did. God does not deal with you according to what you've done. He deals with you according to what Jesus has done. That's why when you're outside of Christ, God can't see Jesus, so he sees you. That's when you're in trouble. But when you're under Christ, you're in him. The Bible says your life is hidden in Christ, in God. Inside you, when God sees, he sees Jesus, the favored one, the beloved one. We are sons and daughters. So do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift comes from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't turn around. They ain't very, very enough. I'll like this one. I hate the other one. But all of them are my children. No. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. That we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Don't be deceived. If it's not good, reject it. If it's not perfect, reject it. How? With your belief in your heart and confession in your mouth. That's how you inherit salvation. Not just salvation. It's not just receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But the full package. That God life is received by believing in our hearts what is true of God and confessing it with our mouths. So what are you confessing over your life? Expect favor. Expect good. Speak it. 
believe it, anticipate it, understand that no matter what, you always have an advantage. Why? Favor surrounds you as a shield. And the favor that brings promotion doesn't come from men, doesn't come from, from, from your accolades, your family background, what you've studied or not, your business acumen. It comes from God. It comes from God. And that favor raises you up, lifts you up, promotes you, sits you in places you don't deserve to sit in and gives you an inheritance of glory in Christ Jesus. May you experience it every day. May you acknowledge it. May you anticipate it. May you shake off every deception of the enemy, especially if you're going through a brief season of what looks like a disadvantage. Look at the end of the matter and understand that he always causes you to triumph and it always works for your good, no matter what it is, because the favor of God surrounds you as a shield and it's like a magnet that just protects you from the wiles of the enemy being attached to you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you for my brothers and sisters who have watched and are going to watch this over and over. Father, you have placed favor on my life and on the lives of so many because we have acknowledged it by your grace. Thank you for placing that favor on all of us as children of God, as all of us who are righteous in you, in Christ Jesus, who are the children of God, that because of what you did, Jesus, we have favor and it lifts us up. May we have testimonies of lifting, of raising, of promotion, of power, of being set in places we don't deserve to be. May people come back with testimonies of, I found myself in a place that I absolutely don't deserve to be because of the grace of God. May we have those testimonies and inherit glory because your favor rests upon us like Joseph. May we sit in places we don't deserve that no one else has sat in before. May we be pioneers of things, doing things that no one else can do. May artists do what scientists can do. May scientists do what only artists can do. Lord, because of your favor, may we come back with shouts of rejoicing and may we always, always be convinced that we are always advantaged and favored because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And friends, if you're watching me and you've never met Jesus, Lord of your life, you're missing out on the God life. I want to invite you right now to go ahead and pray a simple prayer after me because to be born again, you just believe with your entire heart that you know what? The full penalty for my sin was placed upon Jesus Christ and that I simply receive his life as my own and I place the burden of my sin on him and I receive sonship in Christ Jesus. Would you pray this prayer after me? Say, Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I give you my sin and I receive your perfection. Even when I fail, I remember that I am perfect in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for accepting me. Today, I am a child of God. Today, I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you're born again. Welcome to the family of God, the family of the favored ones, the differentiated ones in their generation. Would you go ahead and send us a message? Let us know that you've made that decision. And of course, let, when you let us know, we'll connect you to a loving family. Remember, share the word of God. Let's saturate the land with the word of God everywhere because we never know who we are ministering to. I'll see you again next week right here on Faith Boosters. You're blessed. You're highly favored. Bye.